Praise the Lord. Now, this morning before I start, I just want us to do something, uh, something that just came into my mind. Now, I want you to just think of this. Now, you're in a ballpark or in a stadium, you know, or you are with your basketball team. Think of game seven, finals. Think of Super Bowl, finals. Think of World Series, finals, right? And your team is one touchdown winning. Um, your team is tied basket, one basket to win the game, or one strike to win your baseball, right? World Series. And right there, I want you to think of it and your team scores a touchdown. Your team scores a basket. Your team scored a walk-off home run in the final World Series game. Think of that excitement in your mind, and I want you to join me, if you can stand, and lift up your voice, and make a joyful noise unto the Lord of heavens and the earth. Make a joyful noise unto the most high God. Give praise to him. He's mighty, he's worthy, he's excellent, he's glorious, he's powerful. Our God is mighty, worthy to be praised. Worthy it to be praised. Hallelujah. Make a joyful noise to the Lord of hosts. Give him praise that is due to him. Give him glory that is due to him. He is worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. We lift up your name on high, King of glory. We lift up your name on high, ancient of days. We lift up your name, most high God, for you reign in power, for you reign in glory. What is your name, O God? The lamb that was slain at the foundation of the world. We bless your name, our Redeemer. We praise you, our fortress and our shield. Be thou exalted, O Lord, our God, for you've been our help for you being our healer, for you being our deliverer, way maker. We bless your name this hour. Thank you for your provisions, O oh God. You've sustained us with your power. Your mercies have kept us. We bless your name, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. Lord, you are worthy. Hallelujah for the Lord our God, omnipotent reigns. Be glorified. Hallelujah to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus. Come on, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Hallelujah. song to him. Sing a new song to him. Sing a new song to him. He's mighty. 
We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated if you can. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Today it's Pentecost Sunday. And I guess it's befitting that we start from the book of Acts. Now, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit and the importance of Holy Spirit in a believer's life. Why you and I need to embrace the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We go through the scripture, we see the Holy Spirit's impact in the body of Christ. We see the move of the Holy Spirit. Even in our recent times, right, we've seen in Azusa Revival, the move of God that sparked revival globally. We have seen God move when man embraces the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I just want to say this. You cannot magnify Jesus without the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. You cannot glorify Jesus without the enablement of the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's important for us as people of God to understand our place in the Holy Spirit. The power that God has made available to us through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the power, if the power, it's a if. The power that raised Jesus from the grave is at work in you. In other words, God expects you and I to be in the realm where we do impossible things because the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is at work in you and is at work in me. And we cannot do the impossible things. Jesus said, greater works shall you do than what I've done. He said, greater works. I expect you because I am living and I'm giving you the Holy Spirit with the power. <laughs> with the power of the Holy Spirit, you are expected to do greater works. So that's why this morning I want us to talk about the Holy Spirit. I know we've been talking about it, so it's kind of a refresher for you. And we will continue to talk about the Holy Spirit here at Mission Ebenezer because we believe in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit as the Lord has given to guide and to lead the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 2, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. 
And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now look at verse 14. And, but Peter, standing up with 11, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my word. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that God had already spoken about the power that is going to come. The Holy Spirit's power. So the day of the Pentecost was the day of manifestation, the revelational day of that power. When that power was made available to the church. And some men accused them of being drunk that early. Peter said, no, no, we are not drunk. But the scripture is being fulfilled today in our midst. God is pouring out his power and his spirit in our lives. And that's what you are seeing now. That's what you are seeing. You see, man expects us to be carriers of God's glory. Jesus expects to reveal himself to the world through you and I. There is no other person that is allowed or permitted to preach the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus except you and I. The angels could not. Think about it. The angel that behold the presence of God every day, right? It got to a point in the book of Acts. God saw a man that needed to be saved. But the angel could not preach the gospel to the man because it was not permitted for them to do so. Because if it was possible for the angels to preach the gospel, there wouldn't have been any need to send Peter to go and preach. And because God was ready to save the man, Simon, you know what happened? Peter started from Genesis to narrate the gospel. It got to a point. God said, you know what, Peter? Just leave this. You're too much talking. I'm ready to save this. The Bible says, why yet Peter was speaking? The Holy Spirit fell upon them. Why? Because God was ready to do the impossible things through the Holy Spirit. So this morning, I want to encourage us, because I'm not going to preach too long, because I want us to have a few minutes to pray towards the end. 
I want to encourage us as people of God to understand the blessings that God has given us, the empowerment. Blessing is all about empowerment. Did you hear what I said? When you are blessed, it means you are empowered. You are empowered. The Holy Spirit empowers you. God bless us with the Holy Spirit to enable us. When the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives, we become effective and efficient witness of God's kingdom. It says, when the Holy Spirit comes, it says, you shall be my witnesses. The reason why a lot of us, we are timid when it comes to the witnessing of God's kingdom, when it comes to embracing who we are as children of God, is because we have not allowed the Holy Spirit to walk through us. When we allow the Holy Spirit, the Bible says when you come to the point where you need to speak. You know, we come to a point where we say, you know, you hear this word, I am speechless, right? I am speechless. You've heard that several times. You say it all the time. We all say it, I'm speechless. But you see, with the Holy Spirit, there is nothing like being speechless. Did you hear what I said? You cannot be speechless as a Christian when the Holy Spirit is involved. The Bible says at the same hour, the Holy Spirit will give you word of what to say. The Bible says he gives us unction. He gives us utterance. So we cannot be speechless. We should not be intimidated because the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. When you embrace the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot be intimidated in the face of adversity. No situation can shut you down because the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in you and through you. You are a carrier of God's glory. You carry God's mandate in your life. The mandate is going into the world. Go and declare the gospel of the kingdom. We see a man. The book of Acts. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. It speaks of a man, Stephen. Look at verse 8. It says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertians and Syrians. Forget about the names. Verse 10. <laughs> And they were not able, now look at verse 10. They were not able to resist the wisdom 
and the spirit which he speaks. Stephen was a man that is full of Holy Ghost. So the enemy stirred up. What the Bible says, he spoke with such power and wisdom because he was a man that was filled with the Holy Spirit. They could not resist the kind of spirit. It was not Stephen that was speaking, but the Holy Spirit that was at work in him, they could not resist that power. So when we are filled of the Holy Spirit, we are able to witness with power. We are able to speak of God's kingdom. We are able to declare the glory of our Father without being intimidated. They wanted to shut Stephen down by all means, but they could not. Yeah, they ended up killing him, but that's all they could do. That's all they could do. They can only kill your flesh, right? But you see, you and I has been called. The Bible says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. You've been set apart for the work of the kingdom. We've been set apart to be carriers of God's glory. We should not allow ourselves to be intimidated. Just like this man that tried to intimidate Stephen. But they could not. Because he carried the spirit of God. Jesus said to James and John. He said, you know not the manner of spirit that you carry. With the Holy Spirit at work in you. You can do the impossible things. Jesus said, with God, all things are what? But did he stop there? No, no, no. He said, to them that do what? Believe what? Oh, come on, people, talk to me. Come on, people, talk to me. To them that believe what? All things. So you can do all things. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. The Holy Spirit. If the Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is at work in your life, then you can do all things. You can do all things. In other words, we should not allow situation to oppress us. Circumstances to put us down. Because I carry the spirit of God in my life. The Holy Spirit is at work in me. He enables me to do the impossible things. And part of being able to do impossible things is to be a faithful witness of Christ. In our neighborhood, we must speak of his glory. 
in our environment, in our workplaces. I know we live in an era just like Stephen suffered. They are constantly trying to shut us down wherever we are. They're trying making sure we don't lift up our voices. Hey, but this is the time to rise. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit of God is involved, the church will march and the gates of hell shall not prevail. The church will march. We are more than able. You know, there's a song we used to sing growing up. When they teach us about evangelism, they say we are more than able to take the land. We are more than able to take the nations. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is involved. So why are you comfortable sitting, doing nothing? Is the question. Why have you allowed yourself to be overtaken by lukewarmness? Why have I allowed myself to be overtaken knowing fully where who I am and whom I am? I am of God. I am born of God. He that is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith in Christ Jesus. Stephen was full of faith and power. The victory we have. Why are we not making use of that victory? Why have we allowed ourselves as people to sit and do nothing for God? You see, Jesus said, Starting from the time of John the Baptist up till now, the kingdom of God suffered violent. Only the violent will take it by force. There are some translations that says the kingdom of right from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. Only the forceful will take hold of the kingdom. It is time for us as children of God to stand and resist the enemy that is intimidating us. Because the Bible clearly says, resist the devil, he will flee. Resist the devil, he will do what? Flee. Stephen was filled with power. He became a faithful witness of the kingdom. The Holy Spirit helps us in the area of prayer. You see, one of the things that is lacking in the body of Christ is that we don't give so much time to prayer and the word of God anymore. We don't. And we expect the Holy Spirit to move. 
doesn't work like that. We need to give time. We need to give time to the Holy Spirit. Spend time in his presence. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says why they were with one accord. What happened? The Holy Spirit came. But he didn't stop there. You read further. The Bible says the apostles, they gave themselves unto prayer. And what? Come on. And what? Word of God. They gave themselves to prayer and the word of God. And the Bible said the more they do that, the more the church grew, the more the Holy Spirit added to the church as many that needs to be saved. Evangelism becomes a lot easier if we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. But you see, that cannot happen if we're not giving ourselves to prayer and the word of God. You as an individual, me as an individual, I have to make up my mind. I have to decide within me that I embrace the Holy Spirit. It's not just the church. What we do only when we come here, right? Did you hear what I said? No, 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 no. In your home, at your own time. When you are driving alone in your car, right? You give yourself to prayer and allow the Holy Spirit. When we come together, the work become a lot easier. Because right from your house, you've already prepared yourself, right? You've already prepared your mind. Nobody needs to whine you and whine you and whine you, right? <laughs> Before you can receive. No. You've already prepared yourself right from your home. All week long, that's all you've been doing. Preparing through prayer, through the study of the word of God. It's not only when we come together that you think that's only time the Holy Spirit will be available. No. The Bible says he is in you. You and I, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You carry the Holy Ghost. So embrace the Holy Ghost by activating him through prayer and the word of God. Feed the Holy Spirit that is in you through prayer and the word of God. The Bible says he helps us. Even when we don't know what to pray. The book of Romans. Romans 8. Hallelujah. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. He has our infirmities, for we don't know what we should pray for we, for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us 
with groaning which cannot be uttered. He that searched the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Did you see that? The Holy Spirit is the one that will teach you how to pray according to the will of God. So when we embrace the Holy Spirit, you allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you, you will see that your prayer life is going to be transformed. You're going to move from Father bless my wife, Father bless, don't get me wrong, those prayers are good. Father bless my children, right? You're going to move from that level of praying to God, give me this community. God, save this. God, in this community, I declare there will be no more shooting in this community. Declare, Lord, there will be no killing of young men in this community. Lord, I stand as an intercessor in this community through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I say, enough is enough. Your prayer life will change, will be transformed. When you embrace the Holy Spirit, allow him to pray through you. Your beggarly level of prayer life will be transformed. And you start praying with boldness and with authority. Because you understand who you are in Christ. Because there are some prayers you don't need to like, Lord, heal my child. Lord, please heal my child. There are some prayers like, no, no, this child, I declare you will no longer be sick. I command healing in your body. I command sickness, get out. You become aggressive because you carry the Holy Ghost. And he's leading you and teaching you what to pray about. It's not just, see, you, you, we need to embrace every one of us, including me. We need to embrace the presence and allow the Holy Spirit to flow freely through us. To flow freely through us. You want to make impact to the nations. You want to make impact to the world. You want to make impact in the life of people around you. Then allow the Holy Spirit. We cannot give what we don't have. We cannot. You know, I always think, of, whenever I think of that, Jesus says, I have come so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So, when you witness to people, this is my interpretation. I'm not a theologian, but it's me, you know. When you witness to people, I believe you are witnessing and giving to them out of the excesses of life that God has given to you. So if you don't have life in abundance, you don't have enough to give. Think about the time virgin. They say, no, we don't have oil enough to give to you. You need to go and buy your own. Because what we have is not enough to share. But Jesus, no, I'm going to change that. I'm giving you 
what is more than enough so that you can share. So let's rise up and begin to share life. Let's begin to share life to others. People around us. If there's so much debt in your community, take up the responsibility through the power of Holy Ghost and say enough is enough. Did you hear what I said? But again, we need to embrace the Holy Spirit. We need to embrace the Holy Spirit and allow him to help us through our prayer life. Embrace the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes a lot of people, they argue whether you should speak in tongue or not to speak in tongue. This is what I say. What is wrong if I speak in tongue? If the Holy Spirit has given me a language to communicate to heaven, why can't I just make use of it? What am I losing if I make use of it? Did you hear what I said? Don't fall into that category of arguing whether speaking in tongue is for you or for some other category of people. No, it's for every one of us. It's for every one of us. Then add it as your prayer language. You hear people, they say they pray for hours. How do you think they pray for hours? With your words alone, you cannot pray for a lot of hours. Paul said, I speak in tongue more than every one of you. My question is, how do you think Paul received all the revelation that he shared with us? Because he was constantly praying in the spirit and he's connected to heaven. The Bible said when you pray in the spirit, you are praying according to the will of God. Revelation, what God needs to be done on earth is revealed to you. So they allow the devil to keep deceiving you, telling you that speaking in tongue is barbaric, is for the, uh, the apostles and all of those things. No. Don't allow that. Do not. Do not. It's for you and I to enable us to walk efficiently here on the earth. That's why the Bible says the Holy Spirit is for diversities of oppressions in the body of Christ. If you look at every gift of the Holy Spirit, at the foundation of it is speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. We are talking about prayers. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying all manners of prayer. The Holy Spirit, when we don't know what to pray, he helps our weaknesses. He helps our flesh. He subdues our flesh. He subdues our mind. He allows the Spirit of God to have his way when we come and embrace him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I wind down, I want you to understand the power that you carry through the Holy Spirit. This is not the season or the time for us to allow ourselves to be deceived or be overtaken by the flesh. It is time for us to arise. 
It's time for us to wake up. The Bible says, he that sleeps, sleep no more. He said we should wake up from our slumber. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. There are territories to be conquered. But we cannot do that if we are sitting comfortably in the pew. Pastor Josh, the gospel is not meant for the pastors alone. Because only one person cannot preach. There are people that Pastor Josh will never reach. You'll be able to reach them. There are people he will never come in contact in his life, but you're in contact with. So you are the link person, the point person. So when you receive the word of God from here, you take it and go and share with them. Some of us, the preaching notes we have taken in the church for over the years, is enough to pastor 20 congregations. So what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Open that note. Start talking to people based on the note you've been taking. And allow the Holy Spirit to walk through you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We serve a mighty God. What a beautiful God we serve. This morning, I want us to pray. And if you feel like coming forward, that's fine. We pray together. But I want you to talk to the Holy Spirit wherever you are. Say, Lord, I'm ready for you. I'm ready. I am ready. And I want you to mean it from your heart. God is constantly looking for vessels to use. Is constantly looking for instruments of purpose. Are you able to make yourself available? Are you willing to open up yourself to be used of God? You know what I've noticed? Some of us, even though we want it, but somehow because there are certain things we are not ready to give up yet, so we tend to restrain ourselves from going all out. And that's why there are certain prayers you will not pray because you don't know when God answers that prayer how the dynamics of your life will change. So you avoid praying those prayers. But I tell you, when you pray according to the will of God, it is to your benefit. It is to my benefit when I pray according to the will of God. So, this morning, there's two fear. Throw it away and say, God, here I am. I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you.
Can we stand? If you can, I want you to talk to the Lord. Tell him that you are ready. Your heart is ready. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. First of all, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you've not done that. Can you step forward? Let's pray with you. Anybody? Anybody? You want to embrace the Holy Spirit? anyone can you step forward let's pray with you you want to say Holy Spirit I give you my life talk to the Lord wherever you are open your heart embrace the power the presence of the Holy Spirit Spirit is the one that sets you free from sin. He sets us free from the Lord of sin and death. Let's embrace the Holy Spirit this morning. Tell him that you want to be used by him. Tell him you want him to use you. There is grace available. There is grace available. See, many a times we don't get the Holy Spirit involved in our affairs. The Bible says He's our comforter. He's our comforter. He's our teacher. How much is He teaching us? How much are we allowing Him to teach us? areas of our lives or are we such a people that when it comes to certain areas of our life we think we don't need the Holy Spirit trust me you need him I need him in every aspect of our lives he cares even to the minutest details of our affairs This morning you want to say, Holy Spirit, I need a refreshing. I need a rekindling of your fire. You can step forward. 